Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for the unconventional music lover, brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a woman-led company working to help musicians move their careers forward through education and live events. I'm your host, Katie Thompson. Thank you so much for being with me today. On the show today, we have Miss Trinity Weissman, a country artist out of Nashville, Tennessee, originally from the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. And I got to say, I'm, I'm very happy to have Trinity on the show because she was one of our very first interns at Music on the Move Studios. And a lot of the behind the scenes work was done by her and our other fantastic intern, Luis. So we're very grateful to the both of them for everything that they did for Aaron and I as we started this company literally <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but I, I have to say that it's, you know, it we further ourselves when we surround ourselves with really good people. And we were very lucky to have Trinity as an intern. So it's a pleasure to bring her onto the show so she can talk about her artistry and her music. So without any further ado, here is April's Fool by Trinity Weissman. We always said that we'd never be more than friends But you threw that out the window when you kissed my lips I find it funny that we'd never really talk about it mm-hmm. Thought I was reading the signs But you were changing your mind And slowly someone else was getting it tired Didn't know she'd be a permanent part of your life mm-hmm. Because you're up to Welcome everybody to Paradox Jukebox. My name is Katie. Thank you so much for being with me. And today I have my friend Trinity Weissman with me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah. Well, it's it's so cool to kind of come full circle. I mean, you you interned for Music on the Move and you 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 and Louise helped me kind of get the ideas started for this podcast and now you're actually on it. <laughs> I know. It's it's so crazy just to see how much it's taken off and to finally be a part of it. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of it has to do with you and Luis. You guys really, you know, jump started music on the move with Aaron and I. So we're very grateful for all the work that you did. Of course. Yeah. I just had a wonderful time. Me and Luis had a great time working together. And it's just awesome to work with you and Aaron as well. Well, thank you. So I didn't uh, I didn't get to come to the showcase where you performed. But how was it? Did you have a good time? It was so much fun. Um, We had a lot of people come out. I'm pretty sure it sold out. And it was just nice to see everyone gather, especially just for what Music on the Move stands for. It was just so wonderful to have just a great group of people there and just to have people that are just so supportive of each other. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. And everyone there was so talented that it just it was a great night. Like, I have nothing bad to say about it. 
Awesome. Well, that's great. I'm so glad. And Erin told me like the next day or whatever, I think we were talking, she's like, you need to come and see Trinity perform because she's unreal. So I know she was so excited <laughs> to have you on the showcase. It was so much fun. Erin's the best. I mean, she's just a powerhouse. Like in every aspect, she is just such a cool girl. Like really, I I'm so glad I know her and have gotten to play her showcase. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The the more and more that we reach out and we, we get more musicians into the fold of music on the move, it's it's awesome because everybody says the same thing. Like they love the community, they love the people that are behind the show. And of course Aaron is just, you know, the powerhouse of it all. So I'm yeah. I'm so glad that, you know, we're growing and, you know, the more that we grow, the bigger the community gets so then you know the more opportunities uh come down the line for everybody so i think that's really cool yeah for sure so but but let's talk about you friends so you are originally from pittsburgh pennsylvania yes i am just like a small town outside of the city yeah nice okay and so correct me if i'm wrong but you started taking guitar lessons when you were eight yeah <laughs> that's awesome and then i also saw that you started writing songs by nine and then you were playing upright bass by 11. Yeah. The upright bass thing was really fun just because I started guitar because I wasn't like old enough to take it in like orchestra and stuff. And so I did private lessons on the side and then it was funny each year I kept moving up in school. They kept moving up the restriction for a guitar. And then by the time I got to middle school, they were like, Oh, actually, um, like you're probably too like trained to be in the orchestra now that you've been taking lessons for three years. Do you want to play something else? And I was like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Um, I was like, I'm very basic school. Like I'll give that a shot. So um, yeah, I started that in like sixth grade and I went till like my sophomore and junior year in high school, just doing it in the orchestra and having a ball with it. It was a really cool instrument. There's so much to it, but it was definitely weird circumstances that like, brought me to playing upright bass but yeah it was awesome that's crazy. Well, and because you don't hear that very often. I have I have one other friend who is female and also plays upright bass. And I mean, she she played in high school. She doesn't play anymore. But I just think it's awesome that, you know, they first were like, well, you can't really do this instrument in orchestra. So how about this one instead? So that's fun. Have you I mean, have you kept up with it? Do you still play occasionally? Yeah, I do from time to time. I mean, the funniest thing is I sometimes just like revert to reading like bass clef, like anytime I'm like reading music, which kind of sucks for me. It's a guitar player, but um, it's, it's great. I played it on a few tracks, like some Christmas songs some stuff like that. And it was, it just fills out the sound in a great way. So I've kept up with it a little bit. I still have one back in Pittsburgh that like I'll pick up from time to time. But yeah, I'm mostly on guitar or have like a U bass too, which like a U bass is fun because it's small and just cool. But yeah, it's great. I love that instrument. I just, I love stringed instruments. I'm such like a junkie for that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I love the U basses that are out there. 
it's yeah. incredible the tone that you get from those things. I was just doing a little jam session with a few friends, I don't know, this months ago, and nobody had like a regular bass. And uh, so Don brings out his wife's U bass, and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And I start plucking on it, and I'm like, oh, what is this magical creature? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's so cool, and you wouldn't even think that you would get that great of a sound out of it, just because it's like it's for looks. It's like it's right. a cute little like U bass, right? And then you plug it in, you're like, oh, you're like, I kind of think this sounds good. Like, what's going on? Yeah. I know. Well, and I was joking with a friend. I'm like, you know, they make like five string U basses. I kind of just want to buy one for the hell of it, just so that I can see what it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. You have to get some like just crazy stuff. Like, I bought a 12 string when I was like, I don't know. 12 or 13 and I, I rarely play it but it was a good buy just because it's so cool like you just need some stuff to like I don't know entertain yourself every once in a while well sure but then also you know come at it from the creative standpoint like being able to play these different instruments like that helps you as far as producing your own music and like looking for different colors don't you think oh for sure definitely so like you know, you said that you played, you know, upright on some Christmas tunes. So would you say that being able to play these multiple instruments, like when you go into the studio, like, does it help you paint a picture for what you want in your music? Yeah, definitely. I think for my music, at least I pull from just a wide variety of things. Like I'm really into like independent artists right now. I mean, I have been for a little bit, but just hearing people like, constantly coming forward with like new awesome sounds is just like so inspiring but definitely having the foundation of multiple different instruments and like my dad's a drummer who was a drummer in the 80s so like I get a lot of cool sounds from him that I I would never think to put in my songs so it makes the studio experience like that much more fun just to kind of experiment with everything that you've learned and then just constantly gathering like new information and just hearing new sounds. That's awesome. Well, super cool. So was your dad in a band back in the 80s? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I met my mom. It's a cute little story, but Aww. yeah, so it's it's great. He was in a few bands, and then by the time, you know, he's having kids and stuff, he kind of stopped, and then I started playing out when I was 11, and by the time I was 13, I was, like, booking my own shows, and they would be in pubs, and they'd be in bars, and my dad would have to go with me anyway, so I was like, why don't you just bring your drum kit but those places we were playing were so small but he ended up picking up a cajon and he's been doing that ever since it's been like my gosh like 10 years now it's insane but That's yeah it's awesome. it's awesome yeah sweet so okay booking your shows like by the age of 13 yeah <laughs> good for you that's wicked yeah, yeah, it was definitely, uh, people sometimes, like, raise an eyebrow, I was, like, calling, like, pubs and stuff, and my dad, you know, he would obviously, like, talk about me to people and be like, yeah, she's she's good, you know, but she's 13, so <laughs> we had to really, like, find, like, cool places to play, and it was great, I mean, I spent a lot of my time growing up, like, every weekend I would be playing shows and then go to school and then play shows, so it was a lot of fun, I was like, it's definitely, like, getting me warmed up for what I do now but it's it was so much fun like I wouldn't take it back for anything but I definitely got used to bar crowds at a very young age so (laughs) it was definitely intense for sure (laughs) that's awesome I think uh I think that's crazy because I started playing in bars about the same age I was I think I was 12 
and the first like real band that I was in was an all girl cover band. We we did like nineteen fifties and sixties, uh, like oh, three and awesome. four part <laughs> harmony songs. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But you're right, like bar crowds are a whole different beast compared to like the listening room, oh, yeah. you know, vibe that you get in in Nashville quite a bit. So, oh, for sure, definitely. Do you have any crazy stories, like crazy bar gig stories? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, there used to be this really, really cool pub in uh, the south side of Pittsburgh. It was called Clauda. It was like an Irish pub. It was so cool. They had like music there all the time. And um, I think I was 15 or 16. And I mean, as a female in the music industry, I'm, I'm sure you can attest like you just people love to come up and talk to you and like tell you anything about themselves. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> That's and, a word uh, for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's good like stories to tell, but in the moment, like I, I'm a very, like, I say an introverted extrovert or like an amnivert, whatever the word is. I, like I will just, just sit there and I'll be like beside myself. Like, Oh, is this person really, <laughs> really saying this to me right now? Like, I don't know. But yeah, I was playing the one night and keep in mind, like my dad's my drummer. Right. So yeah. I'm 15. I think I was 15. And, um, I got asked to military ball by this random guy in the bar. Like it was him and his buddies and they were like, you know, like my friend thinks you're like cute or whatever. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm 15. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, and then he came up and he's like, yeah, I have like a military ball coming up. And I was like, well, let me ask my dad. Like just like instinctual. Like I was like, let me ask my dad, but my dad's right behind me. And I'm like, also, like, I'm 15, so I, I should not know um, if I'd be the best candidate for you. So, yeah, we had a lot of crazy times at Claude. That was one. And then people think that subwoofers are seats, too, which is yep. really funny. Yep. So it's, it's good. I've had a guy fall asleep on mine once. But um, <laughs> I don't know what that says about the music I play. But um, <laughs> but it was funny, for sure. So. Okay, let's just chalk it up to the fact that that dude had to have been drunk. That it was not you. Oh, hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was great. I mean, Clotto was so much fun, and they always did like a really cool like event for St. Patrick's Day. So it was always just a super fun place to play. But yeah, Pittsburgh bars are definitely a lot different than um, Nashville for sure. I feel like if you play certain places in Nashville, people are so appreciative of music and want to just like listen to you and hear your originals. And you'll get that every once in a blue moon back in PA, but um, it's definitely a lot different and people want a lot different like requests like down here compared to up there. Like I get requested Shania Twain every time I play like lover. Yeah. But I'm like, guys, can we pull something (laughs) something else out? But it's great. It's great. Um, I get like, and then at home I'll get like the grateful dead and like just out of the box stuff. I'm like, Oh, all right. Like it's, it's interesting to to see the difference between both. And it's nice going back and forth consistently just because I kind of get reminded. And sometimes, you know, like, I don't know. I get to just reflect on like doing that when I was younger and now down here it's like you could just really pull from the experiences that you have with people especially performing it's like you really need to know how to read a crowd sometimes yeah yeah that's that is a skill set reading a crowd definitely (laughs) yeah so you know when you're when you're in a in a pub like somewhere in PA I mean 
you know, you have to look at that demographic and go, okay, what's my age range? So what do those people look, yes. you know, or <laughs> what, what do those people listen to? And then in Nashville, like you can, you can pretty much just bet any country song is going to land, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, like I, when I was younger, I, I loved Glee just as much as the next girl. And so, um, my dad would constantly be like, where are you pulling these oldies out from? Like, where are you pulling these? <laughs> I'm like, from Lee. Yeah. <laughs> it's all from Glee. So, like, he always makes that joke. Like, every time I try to be cool and be like, oh, yeah, like, I love the police. Like, I, I do love the police. But um, don't stand so close to me. It's such a good tune. My dad's like, she heard that on Glee. <laughs> like, it's not. Like, <laughs> she's not, like, <laughs> she can discover it herself. Like, I was just like, come on. Like, let me have some street cred a little bit. Yeah, like, just a little bit. Okay. Kind of stop throwing shade. <laughs> I know. Like, come on. But... <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, you were talking a little bit about how you're kind of like the, the introverted extrovert. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> and so I read on your bio that like you can pretty much just come to life the second that you put a guitar in your hands and you get on stage. So can you, yeah. cause I, I feel very much the same. I feel like I'm very much an introverted extrovert. So can you talk about the change that happens from the person who like steps onto that stage and who you are as a performer, and then the second that you get off the stage. Because I think there's a, a lot of people don't understand that you can be an introvert and still be a performer. It just, it you kind of have to show very different sides of yourself. For sure. I mean, most of the musicians I meet, I would say, are introverted or have introverted like tendencies, which is very interesting. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a, a huge switch for me. I think it comes down to like the vulnerability aspect of it all. Like, especially as a singer songwriter, I'm like, most of the stuff I write is either from personal experience or something that I really connect to. So, um, when I go on stage, I, I have my guitar on me, you know, I think my guitar could sometimes be my safety blanket. And so sometimes when people take that away, I'm like, okay, I have to come back and connect like with myself and like do that, you know? So, um, but yeah, it, it's a huge switch once I get up there because you would not catch me like, running on a stage like to public speak like it's insane <laughs> like I could not do that I I used to go perform and I wouldn't speak between songs I would just be like I'm here to sing I'm just gonna sing that's it but now it's a lot different I feel like as time goes on it's becoming a little bit easier to show that extroverted side because I, I think as you said like you're um an introverted extrovert as well and it's like when you're around certain people, you are extroverted. Like you, you want to talk and you want to have fun. So you just really have to like, I feel like once I'm on stage and like, I see people are connected. I'm like, Oh, these people are my friends. Like I, I can be myself. Like it's fine. You know? But, yeah. and then once I come off, I'm like, all right, let me go to bed. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like oh, that's it for me for today. But no, it's, it's totally just, it really pulls people back that aren't entertainers when you talk about, you know, like, I'm, I'm a really shy person. And people are like, no, you're not. Like, you're up there, you're performing. But it, it's if you talk to musicians, it's like, that's just a whole different world up there. It yeah. really is. Like, you're not really, like, who you are, like, in your bedroom. Like, you are, like, who you really are at your core when you're performing. So I think that just comes out. And sometimes it's funny, like, it won't come out as much. And then I'll be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is what you love. Like, so then once you realize like how grateful you are for everything and performing is just, there's nothing else like it. 
So it really just, I love being on stage and singing it. It's great. And especially just in a cool environment where everyone is just like super supportive, like music on the move. But um, it's so rewarding, especially as an artist as well. Every second of the day. Now you're insisting that you don't know the words to say. If I didn't before, now I know my place. I used to see her around when we used to go out and know what I was missing, should have figured it out. Cause I had to get used to seeing her around. Cause now you're Yeah. Can you talk about a time that was like that you had on stage that was super rewarding? Yeah. Um, so I did a lot of like, I would say contests um, my last two years of high school. And I had done this thing called the acoustic challenge multiple times. And I was always too young. That was their thing. Like I did it when I was 12. They're like, you're too young. Like, good luck next time and then I think I did in another year and then I was like no I, no I'm done like, I'm done I'm not going back and um because I was like it, rejection hurts I mean and we all deal with it and um especially at such a young age too I think you're so impressionable and then um like as a 13 or 14 year old I'm like I don't want that to happen to me again you know but by the time I was um 15 or 16 uh my the guy that owned the guitar shop that I first started taking lessons at He's a phenomenal guitar player, and he basically was the one that got me into performing in the first place. When I was 11, he asked me to play on his band's set breaks, okay. so I would come out and do that with him. He's phenomenal. His name's Jim Browder. He's, he's so great. And we wanted to do the contest together, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, here we go. And so it was like multiple rounds, and it's so funny because the winner wins a case of beer, and I was like, well, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> he can't do anything with that. But um and he can't do anything with it either because um he is allergic to gluten. So I'm like, oh, well, yeah. what are we gonna do? Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it actually ended up um when we won, it was just amazing because we had to go through multiple rounds and then once it got to the end, I was like, you know, these are like household names in, in Pittsburgh that I'm performing with and going up against. But it was surprisingly not a very competitive environment which I think sometimes puzzles people but it was great and once it got to the top two that they were listing I was like no way like I won that I'm like no way and uh, I ended up winning it and it was it was great and we got to perform again and go, do like our little victory performance and it was it was great because I just saw how proud like my parents were my parents are amazing super supportive and my grandma and they were all there and just, they were like beaming. And I was like, this is it. Like, <laughs> like, this is why I do what I do, you know? And yeah. it's, it's such a rewarding experience. That's awesome. What a validating moment. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Well, and, and you need those, you know, the, those moments of validation are huge. And, 
Uh, I just I hope that you continue to have more of them because I think you're a phenomenal yeah. artist and <laughs> thank uh, you so much. Also a fantastic human too. So I'm a little bit biased, but ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only because I know you and I've worked with you. So, um, okay, so you know, let's let's fast forward. You know, now you're you're senior at Belmont or going to be a senior yeah. at Belmont, which is fantastic. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, but you've also got a new EP that's coming out. Yeah, I do. Um, this was kind of my like pandemic project, I like to say, because I feel like you know creativity was for some of us at its peak during COVID because what else were we to do right. during that time? Right. So um, I had no plans of doing another project so soon. And I had no plans of doing a project in Pittsburgh, like at all um, ever again, just because when you get to Nashville, you, you meet so many people that have like bedroom studios and people that just like record demos while you're writing. So it's like, I didn't really see a need for it anymore. And Jim actually connected me with uh, John Stoker. And he was like, he just does great, like great tracks. But I was like, I just kind of want to do a guitar vocal because uh, this one song, um, it just came out uh, last Friday. It's called It's Been a While, but my dad loves that song. Um, and so does my older sister. And I was like, I'm never doing this song. Like, I love this song but I don't think I'm ever going to record it. I just, I don't see it in the foreseeable future. And my dad was like, can you please just do a guitar vocal for me on this one? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I guess. So we went in the studio and I met John, super cool dude, kind of like punk rocker vibes. Like he's tatted. He's just super cool, super cool musician. And um, we laid down that first track and he was like, well, do you got any more? Like, we got time. Like, you're like a one take wonder. Like, let's keep going, you know, <laughs> whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we did four songs and he came over, you know, on my headphones and he was like, yeah, so I, I have to do these. Like, I, I have to make these like full songs. Oh, wow. I was, I, I was like, are you sure? And he was like, I can't, like, it, they're so good. Like, I just want to work on them. I want to work on them together. And so... Um, it was my first time like co-producing, which was a really just great experience. I love like kind of having a part in everything else just besides myself. Like I liked adding in other people. We have a lot of steel guitar on it, which is awesome. And Jim's featured on lead. So it's just a lot of like roundhouse musicians that I've played with over the years. Um, and it's great. So I had a great time recording it. We did it in like a span of a few months just because I was going back and forth between um, Nashville and here, especially once school started up again and it was finished. And I was like, I never thought I could get this great of a sound out of Pittsburgh. Like really, it was really just a great experience. And then I started putting it out starting uh, the end of April. So it's been just a really great time putting some music out. And just kind of seeing the feedback from it, too. And they're all songs, uh, besides It's Been a While, that I've written by myself. So it, it's a really rewarding um, experience to see those get good feedback. So I'm like, okay, maybe maybe I am a good writer. <laughs> you know, like maybe. <laughs> but it's, it was so cool to do. Good. That's awesome. Well, and, you know, it just goes to show you, man, there's talent all over the world. For sure. I mean, I feel like so many talented people come to Nashville but some people don't and when you find those people like in their neck of the woods like you gotta 
work with them. It, it's so cool just to hear other people's, like the sounds that come out of other people's studios. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I was just talking with a few friends the other day about the, the circuit of musicians that are in Ohio and very much the same. I mean, you know, there's, millions upon millions of talented people in Nashville and I love playing in Nashville I love playing with everybody down there for sure um but there's there's something about some of my hometown musicians that like there's certain people I can call and I can know this person's gonna land this like nobody else you know you just you have those relationships and then and sometimes you just stumble onto a pot of gold like you did so that's that's beautiful super happy for you thank you so much yeah so okay, so you've got um, you've got a new single that's coming up, April's Fool. Yeah, tell me about this one. So, what's the concept behind it? So, <laughs> I, I guess you know, I I always say like in my shows, I'm like, if you really feel bad about your love life, like come to my shows and like feel better. <laughs> like that's kind of how I go <laughs> about everything. Um, this song is like no exception to that. Um, I was. I can't even say I was like seeing someone. Um, I was like friends a little bit more than friends with uh, this guy. And it was right before the pandemic hit. And we like, it was on and off for like months. And next thing I knew, he was like hanging out with his ex-girlfriend again. And then we got sent home. Like it was like immediately right after that. And it was so raw for me that I was like, Okay, and then now that I look back on it, I'm like, I don't think this kid ever knew that I liked him. Like, I, I don't think he ever knew. So, no knocks on him or anything. But like, um, I got home and it was April first, and it was April April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there and I was like, I think it'd be cool. I was like, I feel like a fool. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like a fool. So I was sitting down with my guitar and I just started writing like a little spin on it called April's Fool because, you know, like the line is, you know, I'm the girl um, she'll never like lose to and you're just April's Fool. So I wrote this song, I posted it and then he commented on it and was like, this is a great song. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, thanks. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. You, you. Um, help me a little bit more than you know so um but it's great I love this song so much it kind of um, I pulled some inspiration from like really early music um with just some of the melodies in it and it's one of my favorites I've ever done so I'm I'm really excited for it to be out there in the world finally I feel like it's just so rewarding when you record something you're so passionate about and then everyone else gets to finally hear it after you sit on it for god knows how long and then it comes out and it's, I hope it's going to be great. It's, it came from a time where I think all of us were like, just so taken aback by everything that was going on in the world. So I really look back on that song and I'm like, thank goodness we're here now, like yeah. a little over a year later and we're, some things are opening back up and some people are fully vaccinated and they're going out and they're having a ball. And it's really just great to like, see how far we've come. Yeah. Like, since then. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I've grown as a person since then. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people have had a lot of time to grow. And it was, I'm not saying I would ever wish for it to happen again because right. that would be horrible. But it was definitely a great time to like perfect your craft and grow from the experience. Absolutely. Well, and I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of the creatives took the time during the shutdown to 
really dig into their creativity and start writing some material that was super heartfelt and something that everybody could relate to. Um, but I think, you know, what a, what a way to use that time and, and to just capitalize on the, on having the time because so many of us now that we're all back to work and stuff, it's like, oh yeah, here I was writing a bunch of songs during the shutdown and now I'm not writing anything because I don't have time. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, all my creative juices are like pulled from me right now. It's it's insane because you had so much downtime, so much time to do everything and now, like, I go into current sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, guys, I don't, <laughs> I don't have an idea. Like, But then you obviously work with people, and, and you come to it, and it's it's great. And I think especially writing by yourself sometimes can be just so liberating because co-writing is amazing, but there's nobody really to tell you no when you're writing by yourself. Right. And then you're like, all right, well, then I'm going to give this a go. It might be a little funky. It might be a little weird, but here I go. And <laughs> you, write, you write something, and it's, and it's great, so... No, I think that's that's awesome. And I think too with, you know, with writing stuff on your own. I mean, I was just talking about this with a, with another artist and you know, co-writing is fantastic and I I feel every time I go into a co-write, I definitely learn something. There's there's always a takeaway. I also feel that when I can just sit with myself and my feelings and really write the stuff that's on my heart, that's when I tend to write a lot of my best material. And, you know, sometimes in a co-write, if you don't know the person super, super well, you don't necessarily want to give them an idea that's going to make you ugly cry and make the whole situation get awkward. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, (laughs) especially, like, I'm a person that writes emotional songs. I I said I was a sad girl for, like, I'm like, I'm still a sad girl at heart, but I was such a sad girl for years and just wrote really, like, you ripped my heart out kind of song. And um, some people would be there and they'd be like, all right. (laughs) Here we go. Like, and it's great. I mean, I've I met a lot of people that, like, they sit in that heartbreak with you or, like, they're kind of like your therapist. And, like, I I had a co-write when I was, I just signed my publishing deal and I was writing with this um, woman for the first time. She's amazing. Her name's Anelda Spence and my publisher at the time, Nancy Deckett. And I was talking about this guy I was seeing and I was like, yeah, like, I don't know if it's over or what. Like, I just don't know if I'm feeling the same way. And she's like, I think you just said it's over. So it's over. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, oh gosh, I was like, that was a pagan truth that I, I needed. <laughs> and it's great. Like, um, you do run into situations where people aren't that open and sometimes those co-writes are, are more challenging because you're like, I'm trying to pull this out of you. Like, tell me how you feel, you know, right. and especially as like someone that's, I would say a lot of reasons are emotional and I'm like, I'm someone that's like, give me that emotion. Like, mm-hmm. let's work with it, you know? So, but you meet those people, especially like down here or wherever they're all over the world that are just so like empathic and they really just help you through songs so I've had amazing covers like that but yeah there's definitely a few where you're like all right we're not vibing <laughs> we're, not, <laughs> we're not vibing on this one it's fine <laughs> but it's all good now do you have like a specific set of people that you co-write with or are you always trying to co-write with new people um I would say a mix of both I love getting new perspectives on things and um obviously like I have like a circle of people that like I constantly I go back to just because I think they're amazing and 
write really well. I, I would say I'm very fortunate to where I haven't had that many bad experiences writing. Um, and I really love to just bring new people in if I'm loving the stuff they're putting out. And um, sometimes it's great because um, I just had a career this morning with uh, Lynn Wilbanks and it was amazing because I just, I met her through a contact at CSAC, same way I met Erin. Cool. And um, she just started writing with me and we like knock out a song in like two hours and then we're like, all right, here we go. Like, and you just would have never met that person if, if you didn't take advantage of the connections that you have, like the city. So right. it's great. I, I love like just writing with a wide variety of people because I love like hearing other people's sides of the story. But that's what makes writing by yourself sometimes great too, because then you're like, okay, I need my voice to be heard. Like yeah. I need what I'm going through to be voiced. And sometimes it's great to have that and to experience it. Are you looking for new effects for your guitar rig? Well, today's episode is sponsored by Rare Buzz Effects, a boutique guitar effects pedal company handcrafted in Columbus, Ohio. Links are in the show notes, and tell them Katie from Paradox Jukebox sent you. 100%. So when you're in a co-write, do you, do you ever feel like... It's my introvert coming out. You know, sometimes when I get into a co-write, it's a, it's a little hard for me to find my footing and kind of find, okay, where does my voice belong in this co-write? So for sure. Do you, do you ever feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, normally as like, I'll be the only artist in the room half the time. And so if I'm not feeling like super duper comfortable, it's like, they'll be like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, well, I, I don't really know what I think. Actually, <laughs> like I, I I haven't found like my footing yet and it can be hard sometimes. I mean, like, especially it sucks when you like love writing with someone and you're like, I'm just not feeling it. Like I can't, like, right. I, I don't know. I can't pull it out of myself today. And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, that's, that's what it was. Like, that's what that song needed, you know? And it's definitely like, it's just very interesting to navigate as an introverted person, and I say an introverted person in an extroverted world, but I feel like a lot of us are introverts that pretend to be extroverts. So, um, <laughs> like, I, I honestly feel like that because I used to say I was an extrovert for years, and I was like, "You're lying to yourself. Like, you are. <laughs> you're, this is not connecting." And my mom's like, "You're lying to yourself," and I was like, "I know. <laughs> like now I know." And I, I've met, like my mom is like, "You know, I feel like I'm introverted too." I was like, "Yeah, mom and yours ride together." You know, it's it's great, and I honestly think that it's not bad to be introverted. You, you find so much clarity in being alone sometimes. And I say that as a single lady, but like <laughs> you do find a lot of clarity, just um, working on yourself and pushing forward and, and co-writes. It's great because I've had so many great songs now that it's like, it's not, Oh my gosh, you don't, you don't love me. Like my heart's broken. It's like, yeah, I'm coming back from this. Like that's what this is about. And that's on growth, but <laughs> like, it's, just about you know finding like you're funny as a person and I think that's a lot to do with growing up at any stage of your life like perfecting your craft and just pushing forward yeah well and you know as you grow your music grows the the story vantage point at which your songs get written it obviously grows and it it turns into other things like you just said you know now it's not so much about like oh my bleeding heart now it's about this is how I've picked myself up and I'm moving forward from it and I Mm -hmm. think that's you know that's that's how it should be you know there's there's a lot of 
there's a lot of people in the world who unfortunately they get to like an emotional point and they don't really grow beyond that. And I think as songwriters, it's important that we're always growing. We're always adapting. Number one, so we can stay current as a writer. But then number two, because you don't need to write the same song 50,000 times. You know, they're for sure you need to have it. Things need to change and mold. And so I think that's, you know, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, you've seen that growth in yourself. Um, because I know sometimes is it's hard to, to kind of like look at yourself and say, Oh, well, did I meet the mark? Did I miss the mark? You know, have I yeah. actually like gotten beyond this point? So no, that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, um, there's an advantage in writing as you're growing up just because you see how much you change. I'm like, I started writing when I was nine, not great songs, but <laughs> I started writing when I was nine. And I'm like, I look back on like what I wrote when I was 15 and I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, like who hurt you? Like, what, what are you talking about? But that hurt is, it was so understandable at the time. Like I, my heart was ripped out and it's so great just to recognize that like when you go through something horrible or you get your heart broken like you're gonna bounce back and you're gonna be 10 times better than you were before and it's so just like especially being in college now I'm like college boys are a whole new field of people but um (laughs) it's (laughs) it's just so nice having that to fall back on now especially being like okay I'm gonna get through this like it's not going to be the end of the world, which is nice. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's a great message for you to be able to share with other young people who, you know, I mean, you and I both remember what it was like to be 15, obviously. So you can, you can identify a little bit with, you know, a younger crowd and go, yeah, it hurts. It really sucks. But let me show you like, it's going to change and it is going to get better. You're going to learn how to live with that pain, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's, that's awesome. So, uh, I want to kind of talk a little bit about maybe some of the, like the performances that you have coming up. So I know that you said that you're going to be playing at Nash house quite a bit. Yeah. I love playing there. I'm, I love Andy. He is like the MC, just like runs the stage there and I play there a bunch. I would say like three times a week when I'm in town and a great venue it's a great vibe especially if you're not into the whole broadway thing like it's it's still downtown yeah but it's not like the craziness of it all which as an introvert i like that but it's still like fun and the food's great everything's great there um and then yeah i have um, a showcase coming up at peyton stakes it's a hotel but john allen miller hosts this awesome night um of narva showcase and everyone kind of comes together and it's kind of like a living room vibe where like everyone's sitting on like a couch or they're all gathered around and you're just, you're just playing for people. So oh, that's it's great. great. It's a, yeah. It's awesome. Super cool. Oh, is like, is he going to video that by chance? I hope so. Maybe he'll put it on live or something, but oh, I, I'm sure he always records it. He's great. And he got me a keg for my 21st that <laughs> I haven't gotten from him yet. So it'll be fun. It'll be good. <laughs> oh, good. That's so cool. Well, definitely take video because that sounds like a cool vibe. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just love, like, I played it. <laughs> since I said that. I, the last time I played it, I had bronchitis. I was recovering from bronchitis. And so I feel like I didn't get, like, the full experience because I was so tuckered out, so tired. But 
um it's gonna be great um my dad's gonna be playing it with me so I'm just super excited yeah that's awesome well good congratulations on that um so uh, I think that we're probably at a good point where we can start to wrap up a little bit. So tell tell everybody, where can we find your music? Where can we find you and all the things? Yeah, so luckily um, my parents gave me a pretty unique name. So I got it for Miss the Stuff. Uh, thanks to The Matrix for that one. Um, but yeah, all my stuff's just under Trinity Wiseman. So you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, all just Trinity Wiseman. Instagram's the same thing, so it's Facebook. And uh, my website's just trinitywiseman.com. If you're ever venturing out to the Pittsburgh area and want to see someone perform, or if you're down in Nashville, you can come out and see me. And I Facebook Live a lot of my shows as well. So you can tune in there if you don't want to come on out. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here, friend. It was a pleasure. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. It was great. Didn't know you wouldn't mean it. Now I wish you never said it. Because you wrapped around her finger But you don't wrap no shit Do you so enchanted with Enchanted with the eyes to get tension from you And I try to hide I feel when you look into her eyes I'm a girl she'll never lose to And you're just staples Thank you so much, Trinity, for coming on to the show, my dear. That was very kind of you. And also, thank you for all the work that you did as our intern at Music on the Move Studios. We are very, very grateful to have you. Big shout out to our friends at Rare Buzz Effects. If you have not checked out their pedals, please, please do so. They have some really cool pedals that everybody should try at least you know, once, in my opinion, because they're fantastic. Links are in the show notes for them. And if you want to learn more about us, you can go to musiconthemovestudios.com slash Paradox Jukebox. And if you would like to reach out and maybe even come onto the show, email me, C-A-I-T-I-E, at musiconthemovestudios.com. That's Katie at musiconthemovestudios.com. Thanks again, everyone. Please be sure to leave us a review. You leave a review, then I give you a shout-out. Have a fantastic day. We'll see you next episode. <laughs>